0: Welcome back to Save by the Spell. So this week, very uh, pleased to have my current guest who's here today on the show. Um, they have some excellent uh, book, like excellent, well, excellent content in general. Just over the years, I've noticed. But anyway, let me let them introduce themselves <laughs> that way, um, and we, because I can just motor on. So, hello can you tell everyone who you are (laughs) hi thank you welcome
1: thank you um i am jesse Susanna karnatz aka the money witch and i am an intuitive financial coach a former tax preparer and bookkeeper i'm like just recently retiring from that um yeah, a financial educator. And I say a priestess of the egregore of money.
0: Yes. I love that. I, um, I've known you for some, some time now, virtually digitally, Mm -hmm. like, like in the, the realm of Instagram, I feel like it's connected me to so many, um, different magical people. And, um, I've had the pleasure of being in class with you and, uh, I, I got an, was it was a tincture or an oil it was so long ago but it was a ancestor or uh, mm-hmm. ancestor money oil or tincture i think it was a tincture that's what it was and I was so i what I love so much about your work is that you do work in the realm of familiarizing yourself with money and your connection to it and the ancestral stuff is really something that I find is so potent in us healing our relationship to how we connect to our resources. And so there are so many of us who have, uh, I would say disembodied or disconnected or fragmented um, stories and connect and relationships or patterns with resources because of our lineages. And um, you know, I just, and not many people are brave enough to touch those topics you know, or they have like, you know, um, an aversion to it. So, thank you for your work with that because I think it's so empowering.
1: Thank you. Yeah, the aversion is so interesting. I f- almost forget how taboo it is because I'm just in it all the time. And I think I'm talking to people all the time who want to be talking about it or they wouldn't be coming to me. And then I feel like I actually did notice it the most um, with my products because it took me into a little bit more public sphere. And Mm. I think probably the um, the essence, they're like gem essence elixirs that it used to be called releasing ancestral money patterns. But then when I got like official labels, it was very difficult to put all that on a bottle. Yes, that's yes. it's called family money now. Um, But I I think probably when you got one, it was like I was still really like hand bottling and labeling. You were. Them. It was
0: hand bottled. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And um, I mean, it's all still hand bottled, but the labels are like, you right. know, printed now. And um you know, I, when I first put them out, I was like, oh, you know, it's like, I have my finger on the pulse of the kind of like witch business community, you know, like I'm connected to stores. I know like who makes medicine that's similar to this. And I kind of could assume that like maybe some of those same relationships, uh, I would be able to form or like, I was like, I'm going to do these, you know, craft fairs or I'm going to whatever. And I really was like, experiencing like almost this very physical, like it was a very visceral, Mm. like pushing pushback, like, no, thank you. Mm. And I was like, why, you know, why it's like, it's, it's like what all these other folks are doing, you know, (laughs) like it's gem and flower essence elixirs that are like medicine for certain things. And, but there is like, either people are very like, oh my God, this is awesome. Or it's just like, no, like it's really like no energy. (laughs) And I didn't, I didn't understand how taboo it was.
0: I think until, until that. Well, I think anything that kind of squarely faces you, you know, in an area that perhaps you are wounded in, or perhaps you've benefited from other people being wounded in, you don't want to face it. Um, And i think that's funny you describe like that my i feel like my energy as a human is very much like that people are either yes all about it or they're like absolutely not (laughs) and um it's fine um i mean it hurts sometimes because i'm actually really sensitive more than people realize i'm a big baby but um those things i we don't talk about them you know or we've been conditioned to not talk about them. And I think that's what keeps people disempowered. You know, one of the most miraculous things for me, if I'm being quite honest, was in 2009, I filed bankruptcy and it changed my whole relationship because I actually had to educate myself, court mandated <laughs> yeah, to learn about credit and money. And, um, growing up, it was not talked about you either. A lot of the family members on my mother's side are like, you know, most of them are criminals. So if you had, or they were business people, but like at what end, you know, like you didn't hold on to things for too long.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think um, that learning is like, part of the system of control or the lack of learning is part of the system of control because I really do view capitalism as like a magic spell, you know? And I think, you know, it has like very, uh, it's very entrenched and it's obviously a very powerful spell. It has like extremely powerful practitioners. And I think part of it is like the kind of the shame and the sort of like shame as internalized oppression that comes from just perpetuating this belief that like people have money because there's something better about them. But also people have money because they understand something that you don't understand right. and they understand it because they can, and they're like so much smarter and more capable than you. And it's like so mysterious and esoteric. Like you could never understand it, right. you know, yeah. um, or you would have to like dedicate your whole life to it, or you would have to, you know, like change everything you believe in order to understand it. And I, I, I think that that like veil of kind of, I don't know, obfuscation or, you know, something around money is part of just part of that, that spell. Like it's like the hazy Mm. cast, you know, the veil that's over it. So I, I really believe in the kind of like counter magical or, um, you know, resistance, like energetic, spiritual resistance to capitalism that comes like not from avoiding finances, but from becoming like an educated resistor.
0: Mm. Well, and I love that you're contributing to that by, you have a new book out, which is amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And I've seen zines and things like that. Is this your first full-on book? I mean, I've seen zines and things, literature that you've put out, but like, is this your first? Um, or correct me if I'm, you know, wrong. Yeah. But.
1: I have a um, I have my last zine is like pretty hefty, you know, okay. to the point where I'm sort of like, it's kind of a book, you know, like it's probably mm-hmm. like six, 60 pages, um, but self-published. So this is definitely my first like foray into the world of you know publishing companies. Mm-hmm.
0: And I have the book in front of me um and the cover is beautiful the artwork is beautiful and it says money magic practical wisdom and empowering rituals to heal your finances. And um it's just like it feels really good in the hands. I love this artwork um art by probes <laughs> and it's just, yeah, your emotional and spiritual guide to financial success. I mean, I love that in here, there is artwork, there is journal prompts, there are affirmations. Um, and you could use it almost like bibliomancy, not just reading cover mm-hmm. to cover, but I love the idea of being able to open up anywhere and go, okay, what do I need to see? Um, do you want to share with us, like what kind of inspired the creation of this?
1: I just knew Um, maybe I'm trying, it's hard. It gets, as you get older, it gets harder to like run back what year anything happened. Plus the pandemic, I feel like, but I think, I guess I wrote it in 2020. The deal was probably negotiated in 2019. So I would say sometime in like 2018 or even maybe the end of 2017, I just like knew like, okay, the, the next thing is a book. Like that's the next thing. And, um, once I knew that, um I got well, I got three publishing offers. Oh wow. Um and that came through uh a, an editor, Lisa Butterworth at Bust Magazine, um, was you know from Instagram. Like I also love Instagram. So many amazing things have happened to me because of Instagram. Um, but she was like, I wanna feature one of your zines, you know, send me a copy of your zine. So I was like, okay. And then I feel like everything kind of unfolded out of that. Mm -hmm. So that was the kind of, that was the path. That was like the way that the road opened to that. And, um, the first people who offered a deal, I mean, I'm the money witch, so I'm going to press for money, you know, I was like, okay, let me just try to do this. And I, I have been working for myself or in like underground economy, you know, or in, Food service my entire adult life. So it's like I've never like negotiated a salary or like mm. negotiated a deal ever in my life. So I was kind of like, okay, I just, I have to try, you know, I have to be brave. Right. So, yeah. Um, so the third offer was the one I ended up going with, and that is from like Chronicle Books in San Francisco. And I picked it because, you know, they were willing to give me more money, but also, you know, it's, I am also in San Francisco and, mm-hmm. and I love, because like you're saying, the book is very, um, it's a beautiful object, mm-hmm. right. And the aesthetics of my work are really important to me. So, mm-hmm. you know, I talked to other people who are like going to do a book and they're like, oh, well, the. You know, they'll just be like nine illustrations or something, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't even imagine like writing a book where it's like the only visuals right. was like the cover. It seems insane. So anyway, I'm like very grateful
0: for. Well, I think I such mean, a beautiful thing. It's like it's yeah, and it should be like this. It's it, it's um, it's like creating a, a portal, you know, to magic and to learning, but like in this physical context, like having this you know it's not just like it's not just like paper, you know, mm-hmm. there there's so much uh happening in here. And I totally get the aesthetic thing. I'm the same way. Like I, I you know, in creating something, it's like I don't want to just like throw it on the shelf. I want to have it out and admire it and you know know that like I can reach in there um at any time. It's not something, you know, and there's there's it's no shade on books that are just, you know, as you read, it's just a different kind of way of connecting with it. And, um, especially if you're a visual person.
1: Yeah. And I am. And also I feel like with money, it's like, you have to butter it up. You know, you have to have the like spoonful of sugar, right. Because, um, it's painful Mm -hmm. for people. Right. So it's like, I feel making it look good and feel good and just be like an object that you want to engage with is actually like that's part of the medicine.
0: Oh, totally. Well, I'm dealing with money and formalities and paperwork and taxes and all that stuff is so, um, it can be so triggering or exhausting. And, you know, I mean, I just sent my paperwork to my CPA the other day and I thought I was going to have a full day Mm-hmm. And we weren't even going over everything. It was just getting the paperwork to her. And I, I did that. And then all of a sudden I collapsed, like mm. with fatigue. I was like, I can't, I'm done for today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause it was just like this weightedness of going, okay, here we go again. And it it's like every year, even though I'm organized and I have a bookkeeper and I'm doing it all the right, technically the mm-hmm. right way. There's something really, um, for me personally, I just, it's, I think also as you start to gain kind of more understanding for me and I start to grow and expand my work and my streams of income, even though these things should be really liberating, they're new territory. Mm -hmm. And that new territory is so scary sometimes, Um, especially, like I said, when you come from, just like, you know, there's different types of issues from money, um, from both lineages, like from both sides and, um, that are like systemic, uh, you know, on there's like systemic trauma and things like that. And, and, you know, on one side and then the other side, it's like total abuse of power. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a fascinating thing how this is so, um, This makes it like, oh, I can do this, and it doesn't have to feel ugly and boring and just heavy. Yes, just not ugly and boring. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I say dainu. It's like Hebrew. It's like um, that. That would be enough, right? Like, if only it's just like not ugly and boring, dainu. Right. I was thinking, you know, when you were saying with the exhaustion and then with the heavy, it's circling back to the, you know, kind of origin story of you and I connecting with that ancestral elixir. It's like, if you think about, you know, like, okay, you getting your paperwork to the CPA, like I'm kind of imagining, you know, it's like this journey where you have to carry something from like point A to point B. And then it's like, if you think of just like, okay, even like all these ancestors are tied to you. And then, you know, like everything else, these histories and the stories and and the systems and, you know, all of it. And it's sort of like, all of that is tied to you. And so, you know, it's the difference of just like walking from point A to point B, or like walking up from point A to point B with, you know, whatever, 10,000, you know, pounds of weight, like tied to your limbs. Right. It is a much more exhausting journey. And a lot of this book is about kind of trying to name some of those weights, mm. you know, some of those strings, some of those, you know, cordings. I know like you do so much work. Um, you know, I have your book f- that was been out for a while, that cutting the cord. Book. Oh, the zine, um, yeah, cutting the yeah. cord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um and it's like I think people are trying to do this stuff. Like, for example, if you had that experience of like, okay, all I did was like, take my stuff to the CPA. And now I'm exhausted. If you were not gentle with yourself and Mm -hmm. you hadn't taken the time to really be understanding like why that might be so exhausting, right. Then you might just feel like, a jerk. You know what I mean? You might just feel like I'm incompetent or like, there's something wrong with me or like, why can't I do this? I'm so bad with money. Like I can't, you know, I'm like lazy or I'm, you know, all these things, right? Like just our code shame words, right? Coded shame words. And I think that that happens for people all the time, but it's like, we're doing these money things all the time. Like every day you're paying a bill, you're receiving money, you're having to talk about money, you know, ask for an invoice to be paid or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, do your bookkeeping or like whatever it is and, you know, deal with your student loans. And, It is exhausting. And I think that that experience of it being so difficult is, and then the shame that floods in after is like intolerable
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to
1: most people. And so they, then that avoidance, right. It's just like the avoidance, avoidance, avoidance. But I, you know, to me, it's like, well, if you could take a little time to just sit and be like, what are, what is at the end of all these strings? Like, why right. is this journey so heavy? Let me just validate the fact that it is so heavy and that that's not actually because I'm bad with money. It's because money is such a weighted issue in my life. Is there any way that it could become a little lighter?
0: Yeah. Wow. Uh, are you Are you offering virtually or in person any classes I you know, that sometimes in the past you've taught classes cause I've attended one, but is there anything that you have, um, upcoming or, or that you would like to do in the next yeah, year?
1: I started doing this year, um, cause I was sort of inspired by the lover's card being the card mm-hmm. of the year. And I was like, okay, you know, we, we had our hero fan time and <laughs> like, Maybe this year isn't about like learning a bunch of new stuff. It's about deepening relationship and and you know, just polishing, building out the relationships we already have or our relationships with concepts. and so I mostly this year I've been focusing on what I'm calling like group practices instead of classes so I have two that I'm running um one is called club budget and that is like for personal budgeting and one is called bad girls tax club um (laughs) I love that And that one, um, so club budget is monthly. It's a six month cohort. So I'm like in the middle of like, you know, one cohort and the second one will start and run July through December and that, and we meet monthly and it's like, you know, I was basically like, here's a system for budgeting. Let's all get together for three hours once a month and kind of like, you know, do a little grounding, do a little talking about money. And then just do our budget, like spend an hour and a half, like doing the budgeting, like right then, you know, and, and then kind of be like, you know, ask questions, um, troubleshoot problems and do a little like journaling. Like, how are you feeling about this? Like, what did you learn? Like, what do you want to do differently next month? You know, and then just like, okay, I'll see you in a month. So we're doing that. And it's been really cool. I had no idea how it would go, but it's, it's been cool. Um, Bad Girls Tax Club is basically the same, but for kind of like bookkeeping, making your quarterly payment, you know, any of those little like business babe things that you have to do. Um, And we're meeting quarterly about um, ten days before the like estimated quarterly payments due. Oh, cool! Um, So the next one is at the beginning of April, and those like you can just come to one
0: uh, Mm -hmm. one off. You don't have to be in the cohort. Bad Girls Tax Club. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is the thing too. I think like people in the magical community, you know, one of the hardest things for me, like creating a business was I wasn't even... I wasn't even trying to create a business, but it turned into a business. And then there's like no one to ask questions or look to. And especially like in California and LA, like there's so many rules and like random Mm. things you have to pay that nobody tells you about when you're like accepting um, jobs and you're getting paid in 1099, you know, like um, and then, you know, with creating my decks and like products and stuff like that, that it's like. Oh, this is a whole other thing. And, um, you know, so that's, it's been a really interesting journey, you know, and filing my taxes as a spiritual counselor, you know, like a spiritual advisor, like there's literally a code for it, you know, it's like, okay, this is what we're doing. Um, and I see a lot of people shy away from certain things because of those formalities. And it's like, I don't know, I think it would be so rad. This one vision of mine, I don't know. I have a lot of ideas. Me too. <laughs> like, I'm an ideas guy for sure. Yeah. I always joke. Cause I'm a, I don't know if you're into human design, but in human design, I'm a manifesting generator. So I have like, a like eight ideas at a time. And, um, so one of them though, is like, I was like, there needs to be like a witch bank or like a magical person Ooh. bank because, you know, like to invest and, and show people like, you know, how to put their money and capital into things and also how to get support when they have ideas, Mm -hmm. you know, or Mm -hmm. like, what if they need, you know, loans or mortgages or things like that they're trying to figure out, like, but it is specifically designed for magical people. Um, almost like a, like a union, like a, you know, like a credit union, but for Mm -hmm. witchy people. I,
1: I really, I'm like, putting my energetic support behind it, I really feel it. Because it's like the opposite, right? There's all these, um, like I got kicked off square, right? Like I can't use- Oh, you did? Mm -hmm. Off a square? Yeah. And, you know, they don't really tell you why. So you're Um, like, you know, they just are like, here's the article that's like all the things that, you know, are wrong, that reasons we could have canceled you and you just have to sort of figure it out. So I guess that you know, it's for being occult.
0: Oh um, yeah. Well, but, Stripe, Stripe yeah. does that too. Like I remember mm-hmm. I had created, I was trying to create like a online school community some years ago. I think it was in 2014 mm-hmm. and I created the site and I hooked up this, the Stripe and all that stuff. And then they they shut the account down because they said it was risky.
1: Um, exactly. A
0: risky business, Yeah.
1: Yeah, so that's, you know, it's sort of like I feel like banking products are, you know, like opposite supportive mm-hmm. to magical people and magical businesses, right? Where it's like we're fighting even for just being able to like process credit cards or, right. you know, anything like that.
0: Right. And now it's like yeah, there's there, there needs to be more support in the like in this kind of realm in terms of like, if we're all going to, you know, because it, you know, in an ideal world, it's like, yeah, we could trade and barter, but our landlords aren't going to let us do that. Like mm-hmm. your student loans, your, your uh, utility people aren't going to barter with you, you mm-hmm. know, and even some communities, like they just don't have it, you know, so we have to find ways to um, create uh, networks and support and, you know, um in a tangible financial kind of credit way. Um but yeah, I mean, I think this is all really important stuff and congratulations again. Like thank you. It's um, you know, it's it's important work that needs to be done. And and I know it's also probably, you know, it's a labor of love and you you have a busy life, you know, then <laughs> like putting this together is I'm sure it was a, um, you know, time consuming, even though if it, it's a joy, it's it's work.
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, it it these projects take a long time. I'm very similar to you in that I'm always like, okay, here's my next, you know, five things I'm gonna do, and they really, I've had to kind of come to peace with, like my projects generally take a few years mm-hmm. to get from like, oh, I want to do this to right. like I'm actually doing it, and it's very frustrating. I'm have a lot of areas in my charts, so I'm like. Uh, you know, right. like I have it, the idea; it should be done by now. Yeah, <laughs> I just like I want it like physically. I'm just like I want it to be out, you know, of my system. Even, but, um, but yeah, I just I'm a slow creator, and I
0: and a lot of that is about like time space. I don't think three years is being a slow creator, though. I mean, I it might feel yeah. like it for all the Aries placements. I get that too. I have a lot of Aries placements. Um it, it, it's like it's sometimes but three, I think that's like that's good. That's really good. Yes. That's very proactive, you know.
1: Well, it's funny the things that fall off and the things that still, you know, hold on. Right. Like I think probably
0: five or
1: six years ago, I was like, I'm gonna create a deck, which I am going to create a deck, sure, you know, but it's like it will really probably be like a seven-year. Right, you know, from idea to finish, and that's an idea that I feel dedicated. Whereas, you know, probably back in, like we were saying, you know, twenty sixteen, when it was like, I feel like online communities were kind of like that was the, th- you know, I was like, I'm going to start this online community, sure. you know, and then it's like I didn't get to it, and now I'm like, no, never mind, you know
0: what I mean? Right. So
1: some of them just do run their course when they sit when you sit with them
0: sure well i also think that some things like want to be born when they want to be born like i find like especially with like everything stuff like that because i i tried to make a deck in 2009 and it was just like it was so challenging um and i've told this story before but it's like in 2009 um like i filed bankruptcy i went full-time with my work (laughs) like as a reader and then I tried and I went through a breakup and then I tried to make a deck, but I ended up making only like enough cards to give myself a roasting reading. Like, <laughs> like I kind of was like, well, I'll just go with what comes up. And I, I literally at the end of the like the the time I looked at it, and I was like, oh, this is like a reading. Mm-hmm. And it basically just roasted me mm-hmm. about this recent breakup. And um, and I wasn't ready you know, I mean, it took from 2009 to 2020 to make my dreamers tarot. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that's even though I made Oracle decks in between, it was like, it took me that long to come to that. Like, so what 11 years or whatever. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think it also just was like, yeah, I don't want to come out yet. (laughs)
1: yeah they're just I mean it's like you know we all know at the end of the day we're just not in charge I mean we can like
0: you know conjure and manifest whatever but totally we can we can daydream we can pull from the collective like conscious bubble I think that's the other thing with the online community stuff for me part like I can see now in hindsight like how and why that did not work and a lot of it was because I even still, people talk about like wanting to live in communities, like, like collectives. And I'm like, until everybody has a lot of therapy and knows how to take responsibility for their own BS, like that's Amen. not going to work. And I I've think, lived in a lot of collective houses. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, in Providence, I grew up, I was born and raised in Providence, Rhode Island. And um, I lived in an artist. I lived at AS220, which is in downtown Providence, a nonprofit artist organization. I lived there for two years. I also worked there for several years, but like, I'm like, mm, you know, if you've never lived, like actually lived like in communal housing with shared bathrooms with like more than 10 people, like I don't
1: Yeah, like, please hush about the, like, communal living. I don't have communal living fantasies anymore. I also have, like, I'm, like, South Node Aquarius, and also, like, my Nader is Aquarius. So it's, like, I'm just literally
0: supposed to get the hell out of the collective
1: a little bit. You know what I mean? It's, like... Lucky you. Yeah, right? (laughs) My South Node is
0: Aries. My North Node is Libra. Aw. It's It's peaceful. (laughs) Sort of. All my... (laughs) drama on my south node drama because it's like yeah. my south node and my venus are are the same uh degree Ooh, yeah yeah and then my Ooh. north node and pluto are libra i'm like oh yeah. yeah it's a fun time i'm like why do i have to keep bringing people together oh yeah <laughs> i mean i look li- I, I will say though no it is i'm i i feel like that north node libra is like you have to bring like art and beauty and like to the world versus like the maybe the bloodshed and the fight all the time you know and uh or that you've experienced in lifetimes but yeah I feel
1: like it's also like it's time to triangulate like other people and their feelings like into your consciousness you know
0: totally and I think I do feel like there's like this element of writing, not in a, not in an egotistical way, but it's like, how do you bring justice into the communities in the world that like, like the worlds that I exist in? Like, so Mm -hmm. it's like writing wrongs or at least making amends or bringing kind of balance back into those relationships that perhaps did not get, um, the support you know, and, and not being again, it's really hard to not be about the self um, in conjunct, like, it's like finding the balance between being selfish and abandoning oneself.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interdependency, right. Rather than codependency.
0: Yeah. Cause that's, that's, that's been super like challenging, you know, like the high dependence because of necessity and survival, but then not being codependent and abandoning oneself, um, and learning how to, how to do that, you know? So it's hard.
1: And, and just even like learning the boundaries, learning like self trust, like I'm always, you know, I've, I find myself like in relationship, I'm kind of like, I really do have to reality check stuff a lot to be like, you know, is this just a reasonable compromise or am I self abandoning? You know, like can five of, people I know like weigh in on this, please. Because, you know, I often am like, I think I'm self-abandoning and people are like, no, I just feel like this is
0: just like, you're making a compromise. Mm, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think it's, it's um, yeah. Learning that difference is huge. It's very huge. And know? locating
1: that inner compass, right? Like ideally, like we're exercising that muscle trying to like viscerally feel the boundaries, you know, so that eventually we're like, yeah, I feel like I have a good internal measurement. I have a good tool to be able to assess like only for myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Well, this has been really informative and just super insightful. Um, thank you again for your you know this beautiful contribution to humanity with this book and giving people really like interesting portal into it so it's not like so it's it's like an accessible portal i think for a lot of people to be able to connect in this way is there anything um that you are working on or anything else that you'd like to share Let's see.
1: I think, I mean, you know, the the push for the book launch and the, I just put a new website out on the same day as my book launch too. So that's at moneywitch.com and I'm really excited about it. Um, You know, I'm feeling a little postpartum right now, but I know that what is in the works uh, when I can get there is a deck. And also um, I'm going to reformat um, a zine that I have that is about money alters. And I want to kind of like write out a whole additional section that is about the way that I work with astrology and my work. So I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, I'm just sort of like in a waiting for the dust to settle moment yeah, and seeing I what money unfolds,
0: alters, you know? give people a tangible way to connect and and invite like dropping a pin into your space by creating an altar that's mm-hmm. dedicated to that.
1: Yeah. Like your own portal when, you know, I'm holding a copy of my book too. And when you were talking about like the portal, I just started looking at the cover and I was like, Oh yeah, you know, it has this frame. Right. Yes. Yeah. and, it's like oh, it is really a portal. Like yeah. it, you know, invites you in. And I like that idea of like altar. You know, creating the altar in your home mm-hmm. is like you're continuing that. You know, you're allowing space for like this portal to exist, so that you always have that invitation mm. to to
0: step through it. Absolutely, absolutely. Wow. Well, thank you again. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in and checking out. And um, I'm going to leave all of um, Jesse Susanna's links in the uh, show notes. You can buy your own book of your own, get it in your hot little hands, gift it to everyone you know, and um, be well and blessed be.